Hello and welcome to episode number 91 of the Chris Knock Podcast. I am slowly but surely getting to episode 100, which uh, be a very, very cool landmark for me. But anyway, I digress. Welcome to 2019. I hope you had a wonderful Christmas and New Year and are very excited for the prosperous year ahead. Today's podcast is going to be called How to Own 2019. And I will say a short disclaimer prior to starting the bulk of the topics, which is I am not a millionaire. I am not a guru. I am not a motivational speaker. I will never claim to be something I am not and speaking from a position which I'm not really got the authority to do. So what I mean by that is this isn't me saying, look how amazing I've done. Um, follow me. This is me saying, here's some stuff which I'd recommend doing, which I am pretty damn sure will make this a very, very successful year for you. And I've said, I've said on podcasts before, I've said um, many, many times to people is that I base my business model on one thing that Ed Sheeran said. And Ed Sheeran, obviously, is one of the most successful songwriters of our generation. He said that he just makes music purely from a selfish point of view. So he makes music that he would have wanted to listen to when he's in this scenario. So after a breakup or when he's in love with someone or when he's on the beach, he makes music for a certain scenario that he would like to hear. And that's very much how I structure my podcast content. I think what would I loved to have heard when I was going through this stage of my PT career or what do I need to hear? And this podcast today is me just directly speaking to myself one year ago. So the three things I'm going to speak about are the three biggest things I learned in 2018 from a business and personal development point of view. I'm going to share them with you guys and I'll explain the why, be very, very specific and how these came about and how you can apply them specifically to your life. So it's the, I won't go as far as saying the mistakes I made in 2018, but it's the main lessons which I want to apply this year. So this is me speaking to me on how to improve. So without further ado... So to give you a run through, who's this, like I say in most of my podcasts, who's this podcast for? It works for everyone. It is for anybody who in any walk of life who just wants to have a better year than last year, but in saying that needs to get more of a grasp of the important things that they need to focus on. And it's for people who feel like, yeah, last year was good, but it could be better. And there's so many areas of improvement that I need to, to look towards. Uh, and this is very, very much uh, where I'm coming from because 2018 was a very good year for me. I'm, I'm very, very pleased with what I achieved in that year, but there was a lot left to be desired. I, I personally feel there were so many more things that I could have personally improved on if I'd utilized all the strategies that I'm going to outline today. So I'm not going to um, go into you know waffles. I'm going to try and keep the uh, waffle to a minimum. This is going to be short, precise, to the point, half an hour podcast on the things you can do in 2019 to make it the best year you've had. So Without further ado, number one, don't feel sorry for yourself. Never, ever, ever blame anybody else for the situation you're in. Now, you'll see loads of posts like knocking around on, on social media and things like that about, you know, accountability and self-acceptance. And this is actually this this sole um, point is something that uh, I kind of triggered in my mind from seeing a fantastic post by a coach called... Uh, Andy Hibbert based in Warrington 
and uh, I was looking at his Instagram and he just it resonated so much for me which is means it was basically saying fuck your excuses and to me I was like yeah that guy's right because it doesn't matter what situation you're in it doesn't matter who's fucked you over it doesn't matter at all like the bad things that happen to you if you really really narrow it down and specifically pinpoint why you're in that situation it's very very difficult to ever come at to any conclusion where it's not down to some of your life decisions and i personally think that self-pity is a form of self-harm soon as you get that sense of entitlement then i deserve this because of this you've lost that is not a mentality that's going to contribute to growth you can't ever think because you've done this because you've done that you are entitled to get things so you know let's just use an example like people who have a lot of weight to lose and they go on a diet so the you want to lose 20 kilos and for 20 30 years of you like your life you've had really poor habits eating really uh, poor food choices you know you do two to three weeks of a diet you say i've done all this stuff right i there therefore my body should obey my wishes and do what i want which is to lose a dramatic amount of weight soon as you get that kind of mentality that you deserve something through efforts which haven't really been warranted over time then you have got a negative mind, um, mindset on things which is always going to come back and bite you in the ass so never ever pity yourself and i found myself uh, last year thinking you know i've worked really hard on xyz you know maybe it should have a better return maybe it should do this maybe it should have done that and the more i focused on it from a negative point of view the more i was like it builds this kind of self-sorrow and this kind of learned helplessness which is a carol dweck thing from the book mindset mindset it's more like i deserve this now feeling like you deserve something is um is important but never think that things should be handed to you always associate that things come through hard work and that is the foundation of anything if you haven't got to a situation where you want to be, reassess, look at the things that you need to do and work hard and be patient on them. That is it. There is nothing more to it than that. Work smart, work hard and don't think things are just going to fall on your lap and hope that's the best way of thinking. You know, if somebody, you know, there's two people who want to work at a situation and one person wants to earn, uh, both people want to earn a million pounds. Don't be that person who thinks, oh, well, maybe one day I might win the lottery and put it down to external stimulus. Always be the person who thinks, right, I'm going to look at my finances, look how I can grow, look what I need to invest in, look where my time is spent. And that is what I focus on. And you've got to put the blinders to external gratification. You know, other people patting you on the back, other people saying to you, oh, you know, you, you know, you, you're great at this. You've done that. You've done that. Well done. Well done. Oh, you should do. You should be at such a higher level. Ignore that. The only thing that matters is that every single day you just stick into a routine and you're growing bit by bit. So never, ever feel yourself, feel sorry for yourself if um, you're not in the position you want to be. Just work hard at be patient. That's, the, you know, it's as simple as that. And finishing this point of don't feel sorry for yourself, remember that you are the only person who is ever going to be able to help you nobody else you can't ever you know you can lead a horse to water but you can't make it drink you know the amount of people i've worked with over the years who you know i've given them the perfect template and there is no perfect template but you know giving them a pretty good outline of what you do you need to eat more vegetables control your calories go for uh, expend more calories drink water drink protein meditate calm down all these things and they don't get anywhere 
And it doesn't matter what other people provide you. Change is catalyzed inside you, and that is that. You are the only person who is ever going to help you, which is probably the best thing you could ever hear because you're always in control of you. So that is something to to uh, kind of think about. So point number one to make 2019 the best year you've ever had. Don't feel sorry for yourself. If bad stuff happens to you, that's part of life. It's how you react to it that is important. Take responsibility yourself. You are in the situation you're in because of your life choices and nothing more. Don't rely on others to get you out of it. It has to come from internal. And self-pity is a form of self-harm. Remember that. Okay, going on to point number two. Focus on one thing only. Now, funny enough, at the back end of December, um, I was looking at my bookshelf and I was looking for something to read because I needed to get my teeth into something. I just wanted to kind of, you know, start a new book because I love actually that aspect of reading. Audiobooks are fantastic because they're convenient, but I don't think anything beats getting a book and physically sitting down and reading it. And I came across the probably the best book that anybody in business or generally life can come across, which is a book called The One Thing by Gary Keller. I've read this book so many times and I forget about how good and powerful this book is. And I can summarize the book in a sentence, but I'd always recommend people to read it because of the in-depth um, kind of attention he goes into it. And basically, it's do one thing at a time and focus on that. And that is so important. And it is the biggest thing I was guilty of. Uh, or not doing in 2018, which is having fucking ADHD in terms of knowledge development, in terms of business development, in terms of everything, you know, focused on sem- uh, seminars, webinars, online PT, one-to-one PT, um, you know, social media content, and all these things, and people, you know, I've had people come up to me and say, you know, how do you manage your time, how to do, how to do this, how to do that, and what I'm saying to you now is that some people, or no, well, generally, some people might want to say, this is my life, this is what I do, uh, and it's a breeze. And I'm going to say that in 2018, trying to do everything at once caused me stress, caused me, uh, like, kind of, it really, really messed up my schedule, and it wasn't practical. My business grew, but it probably just grew because I really put a lot of fucking effort into it. But it didn't grow smartly. No single entity grew to the point where I was like, right, now that is the sole commodity I can live off. So, you know, one-to-one PT did okay. Online training did okay. Where, uh, seminars did okay. Online, you know, social media content was okay. But if I just picked one of those aspects for the year and gone, this is my thing, everything goes into maximizing this, then I probably, and I dare say it probably would have doubled my income um based on what it was uh, last uh, last year i genuinely mean that if i just fully solely focused on one area so this is the one thing i want people to think about is that identify what it is that directly contributes to you making money and developing your brand now, I'm not going to talk about relationships, home life, personal life, because I'm not a relationship specialist. I'm talking this from a business, personal training point of view, but it can be t- taken into any any mode, any type of field. What makes you money? Write that down on a piece of paper, because this is what I did, and I realized I was wasting a lot of my precious time, a lot of my precious time doing fucking stuff, which wasn't contributing to growth of the business and finances. Now, I've had the 
pleasure and privilege of being of having a lot of coaching by a guy named Jeff Sober. Jeff has been on this podcast and probably is one of the most unknown, underrated people you ever come across. Uh, I'll I'll dig out if you dig out the ar- archives. There is a business one with him, and that is absolute gold. That podcast and. Um, he was basically a preacher of um, time management and how you can effectively build your income. But one of the things he said, which really, really resonated with me, with is money isn't dirty. We have this really, really poor relationship with money. And that's in the sense of we feel guilty for asking it and for coming into it because we associate it negatively. But if you think about it, money is a pretty positive thing because if you have the right heart and the right intention and you gain a lot of money, you could be more charitable, you could look after your family, you could, you know, you could do um, more philanthropic um, activities because you have looked after yourself. So in the right hands and and earn responsibly in the right manner, money is an incredibly positive thing to have in your life. And that's why well, that's what I realized, especially as somebody is self-employed, I spend a fucking ton of time doing shit which isn't profitable. Um, you know, it's all well and good to put out great content. It's very important for your brand. It's very integral. But ultimately, if it's not contributing to the business growing or money, more money coming through the door, it's not something that you should really be putting a lot of energy into. And the, the shit I found myself doing towards the back end in 2018 is wanting to learn more, wanting to come across as the smartest person here, there and everywhere. You know, fucking doing online courses in uh, or listening to audiobooks on neuroscience and advanced endocrinology. Because genuinely, I do find that stuff interesting. It fascinates me. But can I apply it to someone there and then? Does knowing the difference between the fucking amygdala and the nuclear incumbents mean fuck all on the gym floor? No, not really. Not really, really. Is it something that's going to earn me more money? No. So don't prioritize that. So sieve the shit out. Write down on a piece of paper what makes you money. Filter that down and then get so specific it boils down to one single answer. And then that answer is what you put your energy into. And that's what I found for me. You know, Remember the as if principle or the as if acronym. Now I don't know if this exists in any self-help books or motivational speaks or whatever. Just this is something that came to me. And I'm going to share it with you guys, the as if principle, assess, simplify, identify, focus, assess your life or specifically from a business point of view, assess your income, simplify it. So sieve out the shit, sieve out all the fucking shit you don't need to do, identify the one thing that you need to do, which is going to improve profitability and then focus on it. So as if principle, you know, after listening to this podcast, I'd recommend asking that question, what makes me money? How is my business going to grow? Then apply the as if principle. Assess all the things that you do. How do you spend your time? You want to use Pareto's law of 80-20? I'd recommend it. It's good. Simplify. Right, let's sieve out all the stuff that doesn't need to be done. Identify what is the thing that I do need to do and then you focus on it completely. It's the as if principle. Assess, simplify, identify, focus. Okay, and taking me on to the third and final point. I'm just going to have a brief pause to have a sip of tea. Okay, um, you might have guessed that I've had about five, well, no, I've had three coffees today. I'm off my face. So if I ever sound like I'm really chilled out when I'm doing a solo podcast, it's because I probably had like a turmeric tea, which is very, very relaxing, but 
I'm on my three coffees and usually one is enough to get me off my face so three is dangerous territory so anyway very very silly to take a drink on a solo podcast third and final one establish a winning routine now I've almost done this and flirted with it in 2018 but this is something that needs to be ironclad and I'm going to work on relentlessly relentlessly in 2019 which is establish a winning routine everybody knows the quote you're only as strong as your weakest link i'm going to rephrase it saying you're only as strong as your weakest habit so it doesn't matter how good everything else is in your life the habit which is the weakest is the one that's going to slow your progress down or stop you from getting to where you want to be Example, you could be the smartest person in the world. You could get the best results in the world. You could have the best mentor, business head, business model you could possibly think of. If you spend three or four hours on your fucking phone or social media a day, that is a hindrance. Now, you could say, you know, I you know, I need to be active on social media. I need to do this. I need to do that. That's not working on your business. Don't give a fuck what you say. Smart people will literally... Uh, either sit down prepare content in advance or get someone else to manage it or outsource it you think about your working day fucking about and scrolling up and down through any source of social media isn't practical it's not and i wouldn't say i've ever got to the point where i was upset with my phone usage but one of the things i tried to work on in 2018 was how much i did uh, use my phone and social media and I think the screen time app or feature is absolutely fantastic and bare essentials I say to people is 10 hours a week so that roughly works out I think it's an hour and a half a day 10 hours a week of phone usage and it's very very simple if you go into your phone it's going to do it now settings scroll down to settings screen time and it'll tell you how long you're on your phone and what you use and if you scroll across to the seven days one, you can see how much you use your phone on a weekly basis. And for me, uh, you know, whether it's five minutes, 10 minutes or just sitting in between, that is five minutes of mindless scrolling that could be spent on learning a muscle, writing an email, learning one part of the body or one thing that a supplement does or one thing that a blood marker does. It is such precious time that accumulates. You know, in 10 minutes, you could memorize the insertion origins of a muscle you really could if you just thought about it visualized it and said right this 10 minutes i'm going to focus on this and that is 10 minutes of something that will impact can impact your abilities to train people if you know if you're a personal trainer um it can impact things because knowing these things is important especially on the gym floor but you have five ten minutes of something which is practical versus five ten minutes of something where you'll never get back where you get fuck all information don't get me wrong there is some very very good content on social media but every one post which is productive is like 10 posts of just fucking bullshit so think about the habits that hold you back this isn't just a phone thing this is a food thing what's the one food the one like maybe hyper palatable calorie dense food that you're having which is really um you know sniper in your progress with uh with body composition or with whatever what's the one thing it might be sleep it might be, um, you know, you might you you, spe- you go to bed at ten o'clock, and you really could go to bed at nine. That one hour accumulates; it's seven hours a week. You know, that it all does add up. 
think about that one habit that is holding you back and address it and work at methods in bringing it back. It doesn't have to be eliminated. It just has to be managed and reduced. So thinking about routine, identify that one habit, nothing else, just one area that could improve all productivity if it was focused on and address that. Keeping on the uh, keeping on the subject of routines, stress management should be the foundation of everybody's routine. So I like to think, don't wait for an injury to happen before prehabbing. So don't wait to have bad knees, bad ankles, bad hips before prehabbing your feet. Don't wait to have a bad shoulder, bad elbows before doing um, shoulder stability work. Don't wait for these things to happen until acting. Act so that when these things do happen or when they start to become a little bit more prevalent, you are already in a fucking brilliant place to deal with it. And doesn't matter if you've got a really comfortable, stress-free life. You should meditate. You should be grateful. You should be mindful. Doesn't matter. Because if any given moment something goes wrong, you're in a brilliant place to deal with it. Which means stress management, good sleep, good food, meditation, gratitude should be the foundation of everybody's plan regardless. Don't wait for stressful scenarios to rear the head before acting on the implications of stress. Next point. Move, sweat, create every day. That is something that I can't reiterate enough. Sweating can be a little bit difficult um, because, you know, uh, you know, you might have not have access to the cardio machine. You might not go to the gym every day. You might not have a sauna. But the actual process of sweating is so unbelievably good for the body and the brain and the muscles and the, the heart. It is so recommendable. So if you can do something that gets your heart rate up and sweat, um, one day and then the next day you go into a sauna that over the course of a year if you consistently did that day in day out or at least you know three three four times a week your health will improve so so much you know one of the biggest mistakes i'd say i made from a movement gym perspective is that like oh i'm a fucking weightlifter i'm going to just lift really really heavy weights and not um and neglect my um cardiovascular system no sweat just do something that gets the body to eliminate uh, toxins and everything. It is so, so good for you. Um, move. It doesn't matter if it's walking. It doesn't matter what it is. You need to move every day. You know, if you're sat in a desk, I'm not saying quit your job and go rock climbing for, you know, um, 10 hours a day. It's not practical, but just move. Do something different. Do different movement patterns. One of the, the best movement or the best thing, if someone said to me, what's the best activity you could possibly, possibly do? Comfortably by a country mile, be rock climbing. Rock climbing for me, you're in a crawling position, a very, very primal position. You're working your grip, your feet get to move. You know, if you were to do barefoot rock climbing, it doesn't have to be up a huge wall, just the, the smaller walls. You can do that. That is probably, in my opinion, the ultimate exercise for the human body. Rock climbing and saunas. You know, I might say it's like giving away all my kind of ideas or whatever best content. If somebody said to me, I need to get as healthy as possible, what do I do? I say, right, sauna, rock climbing. Because you're moving and you're sweating. That's why I'd focus on. So move, sweat, and create. You can either be a consumer of information or a provider of information. The way your brain does either one of them is very, very difficult. When you create stuff, you're doing stuff that builds the brain. When you consume stuff, you're doing stuff that tires the brain. I am not a neuroscientist. I do. Know, I know pretty much fuck all about the brain. I knew one or two things here and there, but that is my take on things. You build the brain through creating stuff. 
and you tire the brain through consuming irrelevant shit which it has to filter out such as social media and fucking uh, car crash tv so create stuff it doesn't matter if it's writing drawing thinking just you know whether it's you know uh, brain training games um, and even to a point, you know, if it's a, it's a video game, a non-violent video game, you know, if you want to play FIFA for 15, 20 minutes a day and you've got the time to do it, then do it. Just create, do something which is problem solving. Create, challenge your brain on a daily basis. Brain needs challenge. Your brain is muscle. So again, your brain is a muscle. If you train it and, and challenge it, it will build every single day. So think of it like that. So move, sweat, create. Um... Only work, sorry, I've gone to the next point. Only work on a certain period of time and protect that time. So we're still in the winning routine. This is the fourth point I made in, this, in the sub, uh, sub points or subcategories. Only work for a period of time. And I don't mean that from like, you know, just, just stop working uh, or whatever. I mean this on a daily basis. We're talking about daily routine here. You should put like, I'm going to work till six o'clock. And then from that point onwards, everything's out. No phone. No emails, no laptop, no nothing. Work for that time and create it. The biggest thing for someone who's self-employed or the biggest curse is being in control of your own time. Now, time is the most valuable commodity you'll ever have in any essence. But when you have too much of it, you open your options. The reason why people get shit done when they have a small deadline is because they have no other choice other than working in that time frame. The brain, you know, again, I'm talking about psychology, neuroscience, whatever the fuck, but, you know, the more urgency there is in the topic, the less there is, the less there are options. You know, I've had, genuinely had like a day sometimes to get like a deadline done and done thousands of words, like fucking, you won't believe, like four or 5,000 words within a very small time frame because I've had to do it. Whereas if I'd done that from like three months back and written 500 words a day, I would have had it done very, very quickly. But when there is a sense of urgency or a, t- a sense of limitation, like something is finite, it's going to come to an end and you have to do it by then, you work more. So I would say have, if you're self-employed, set times that you work and you protect it like anything. So there is no more emails after six. There is no more phones after six. People become responding to what they're trained and conditioned to do. So, you know, clients can piss and moan about you not getting back to them after a certain time. If they understand that this is how your business contributes and this is why your business is different to other people's and so successful and unique and something they want to buy into, they'll understand that. And it's something, you know, I've improved in 2018, but it's something I need to take to the forefront is not replying to people at half eight at night sending this, this and this. So work to a time and that's it. Your working day is this till this and that's it. Finally, uh, in terms of the winning routine is this is uh, it's not, you know, not a rocket science. It's not new. A lot of people say this, but it's the best tip I can think of with sleep. And, you know, people want to talk about magnesium, working a back, you know, sleep in a back cave, sleeping naked with a cold room. Yet they're all fantastic t- tips for sleep. In terms of a routine, wake up and go to bed at the same time every day. And that is so difficult at weekends in terms of going to bed. Because I, I am naturally an early riser. I'd happily get up at five o'clock every day. No issues with that. But you do kind of think you get that kind of fear of missing out on the weekends. Well, I'll stay up till 10, maybe half 10, half 11 um, on the Friday, Saturdays. Um, and it's not always the most sociable thing to do. But try and wake up at least at the same time every day. And if you lose sleep because you went to bed later, like nap during the day at the weekends. But with routine, wake up, go to bed, same time every day. That's your routine.
So a recap on the establish a winning routine thing is you're only, str- you're only strong as your weakest habit. Eliminate that habit. Stress management should be the foundation of your routine every day in some format, whether that's sleep, nutrition, um, uh, or meditation. Only work for a certain time period. So you start work at this, you finish work at that. That's it. doesn't change. Move, sweat, create every day. So challenge the brain, move the body, break a sweat every day and go to bed, wake up at the same day. You use those five things, you've nailed your routine. There are obviously things here and there that I might have missed, but that for me is the biggest thing and what I'm going to be focused on on 2019. So we're at 28 minutes 32 and I do want this to be within the half hour. So just to summarize, top things to do in 2019 to absolutely own it and make it the best prosperous year you could possibly have is don't feel sorry for yourself just fucking take responsibility and crack on focus on one thing that's going to improve your business and that's it and establish the best possible daily routine you can okay so that's basically taking me to a really nice point where i will finish from here it will be no surprise to you listening to this podcast that i am going to be rechanging my social media content i will be changing anything on the gram to four posts per month and that is going to be one training post uh, followed by a podcast followed by a training post followed by a podcast so two podcasts a month and two training posts youtube will unfortunately be getting the heave ho just because there is something called article 13 which possibly is threatening to wipe off people in europe's content which i'm not 100 percent sure about but i know one thing's for certain i don't want um you know hours upon hours of youtube content to be up there and then be taken away so no one can see it again this is why i'm switching my videos from youtube tutorials to just 60 second Uh, videos on instagram which will be two per month and podcasts will also be two per month if you have enjoyed this podcast please feel free to give me some feedback you can do it so at chris at chris not pt.com or you can hit me up on my social media dms Uh, if you have if you listen to this podcast action the plans and then months later you've seen an improvement in productivity in business in whatever please let me know i do like to hear this stuff it makes you know means a lot to me when people say oh i did this i did that and it really improved i really would appreciate that other than that i just want to sincerely thank you for listening i hope 2018 was a wonderful year for you but i hope that 2019 is even better just remember be a nice person work really hard and be grateful for every single day you have on that note i will leave you there more content on podcasts coming up in a couple of weeks